Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. In year two, you take one of those training wheels off and you let him hobble up along and if you do that then all of a sudden he becomes a much better player and that 10 and 7 record goes up or down for you but he becomes a much better player he's more comfortable uh, confident he has confidence he's comfortable in the situation he understands the speed of the game and he just continues to get better and that's what i think is going to happen to him is he's just going to get better under this situation now will he ever be better than some of the other guys that were drafted in his class who knows, but he's in a perfect situation in a division. Buffalo's, you know, controlling, but they're right there behind Buffalo and maybe slightly even with the Miami Dolphins. That's Keyshawn Johnson, I believe, talking about Mac Jones. It's a really interesting conversation. We don't talk about Mac too, too much until we kind of hit the season. And he's really coming off a fantastic rookie year with the New England Patriots. But they were built to protect him. What do they look like? when they've got to ask him to do more. And will they ask him to do more? It's just thought overall that, like, Mac Jones, I think, has a ceiling that people can see. And what I mean by that is when you get a guy like Trevor Lawrence and even Justin Fields and maybe even a Trey Lance, I think you have these these products that you can project to be, dang, this guy could be, what, what do they say about Trevor, right, generational. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody said that about a lot of people. But you can still see a guy being one of the elite players in the NFL if it's a Fields or, or even a, a Lance. You know, I think some people could predict that or would say that even if he's not necessarily, quote-unquote, generational. Well, I don't think people are saying that about Mac Jones. I don't think they do say that. I think they think, well, Belichick will make the best of them and they can win a lot of games. But uh, is he going to be elite for like a decade in the NFL? I just don't feel like I, ha- I hear that conversation, even coming off a very successful and pretty darn good rookie year, Casey. Yeah, I think, I think the point you make is a good one on the Mac Jones, like the ceiling, you might be able to see it. But if you build around him to the point where you know where the ceiling is, but you can win with him, who cares what the ceiling is as long as you're winning games? I think... Ramondre Stevenson is going to be more featured this year in the backfield. Harris is still good. I think Max still has room to grow, kind of like Keyshawn said. The only difference is with what Keyshawn said there, I don't think he takes a step back. Like, they might – the Patriots, again, might not have the best roster, and they probably don't in that division, but I think they're going to be able to take that step, and Max going to be good. So you take the training wheels off, you ask him to do more, I think he will do more, and I think he will be better. Well, and he's got a path to follow – that that allows for incremental growth, if not major steps. So let's go baby steps rather than giant steps. A guy like Trevor Lawrence has to take a giant step, you figure. He has to help turn this franchise around. He has to do that if they are going to do that, or it's going to take a while if it ever happens. The Patriots are in this luxurious position where they do have one of the great coaches of all time, they have veteran players. They build that to win right away, even if it's not going to win a Super Bowl, which I just don't think they have a Super Bowl roster. But 
I think they are in position every game to win based on kind of the way their roster is built. And so what happens there, and I talk about this a lot uh, when it comes to Russell Wilson, but it also happened with Tom Brady because I was around for those early Brady days in New England, and I was covering that up close, and it wasn't like this, he was Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, you know? It wasn't like this splash, oh, my gosh. You know, people used to say Brady couldn't throw the long ball. They're like, ah, oh, no, he can't throw the deep ball, can't throw the deep ball, can't throw the deep ball. <laughs> and then go go watch 2008 when he hooks up with Randy Moss like 450 times for 50 yards each play. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and I know it's Randy Moss, but still, you get my point. And Russell Wilson allowed to, in a Marshawn Lynch or a running attack offense, and then this awesome defense, grow as time allows with success. That is a fantastic formula. And by the way, Mahomes, as gifted as he is, has kind of done that too. Lamar Jackson has kind of done that too because they're good around him. If you look at the steps, I don't think Josh Allen has completely followed this path because Josh Allen took some big steps now. People wrote him off. And he, took, he wasn't good his rookie year. He was marginally better or, or a bit better his second year. But he's really jumped into the fray now as one of the elite quarterbacks. He has taken monumental steps, gigantic steps, uh, to get to where he is. And he's also surrounded now with a good team. But I do separate the early Brady, uh, the, the Russell Wilson, a little bit Lamar Jackson. They had to build all around him. But, again, they have a lot of good veteran players, ready-to-win-now kind of players around him. And, again, Mahomes fits this a little bit. Put everything good around you, great coach around you, sit you down for a year, allow you to grow at your own time. These other guys aren't afforded that opportunity. Most guys are not afforded that opportunity. Maybe Trey Lance figures to be really good because he was afforded that opportunity. But a guy like Trevor certainly is not. Justin Fields, same thing. People are going to start wondering if – Justin Fields doesn't win games and look good. If Trevor doesn't win games and look good at times this year, or a lot of times this year, they're going to start wondering. And the heat's going to turn up on them. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that with Mac because I think he's always going to kind of be in the fray at least like around an 8-win, 9-win, maybe 10-win team the way they're built, even though I don't think they're great. But that might be perfect for him to come into his own, not have to do too much. And then you might see in year three, four, five down the road him really take off as a quarterback that's been able to blossom at his own pace uh, unfortunately you just can't get every situation like that in the nfl because i think if a lot of guys over the years were allowed to blossom in their own pace at their own pace we might be talking about more, more good quarterbacks that actually busted out in yeah. the nfl like trubisky well, Trubisky maybe now getting the second opportunity to be in a situation. Now, again, he's probably more in a Patriots situation, right? I don't think they're that great on paper, but they're probably good enough to win games because that's what Mike Tomlin does, and that's what Pittsburgh does. So he gets a chance to show himself again. But I wonder this about a guy like if Sam Darnold goes to New England yeah. last year, right? They just say he was coming out and last year, and he's Mac Jones. How's Sam? I don't know. Better. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. If he's probably better than he is. Is he still bad? Maybe. Maybe. Like He might be. Like I think there are also going to be just bad quarter- guys that don't work out. But my point has always been it's situational, and I always bring it up again with Russell Wilson. He was in such a good situation. Yes, the Jags should have picked Russell Wilson instead of a punter. They're idiots for doing that. Mm. But Russell Wilson would not be nearly the quarterback he is today if he ended up in Jacksonville. Right. Behind no offensive line and nobody to throw to. Like I think that's fact. And that's not taken away from Russell Wilson. I just think it's a fact. You need to be put in a pretty good situation unless you are just so damn special. And kind of, we're hoping, 
Trevor's just so damn special. And partly, he's now put in a better situation. Doug Peterson's a good situation for Trevor. He's got some people on the outside. He's got some tight ends. He's got some running backs. Like, he's got some stuff around him. The Jags have to prove they, that it is good and they can win. But he's certainly in a more advantageous situation than he was <laughs> last year and that he could have been in at multiple different times in the history of this Jags organization. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, going back to your point with Russell, kind of like Lamar Jackson for uh, Taven Bryan, right? It just wouldn't work if you don't build around him. I agree. You have to be willing to, one, already have stuff in place that, that just naturally you're going to be somewhat successful. Two, be willing to do what Baltimore did and really rip up the playbook, you know, mm-hmm. and build it differently. Uh, and I still don't know if, like, I say that all the time. And I'm not sure they, like, uh, it's not like they went to the wishbone, you know. I mean, they I just mean, mixed it up to cater to him. Yeah. And to the point where it doesn't look like they're even going to play with any wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> it's true. They did, though, like, they took out a lot of pages in the playbook that Joe Flacco was using. Yeah, and oh, put yeah. new ones in. For no sure. doubt, they yeah. did. They did do that. Um, and imagine if every team did that. I, I don't know. I don't know if that would work. I, I think it's a delicate balance. So anyway, my thought on Mac Jones is I think he's a pretty good player. I think he's a really smart player. He's kind of a perfect fit, which a lot of people predicted, coming from Corky Rogers and Bowles to Alabama and Nick Saban to Belichick and the Patriots. It's like dude's never oh, had a bad God. coach. I mean, he's net, but he's. Old. You look at those situations, right? Never bad coach, usually good players around you, and also, like, good situations and, and, and places mm-hmm. in place. Like, you don't have to change culture. True. Because that, that's another big thing, right? And I mean, culture gets thrown out there all the time in the sports world. But, like, when you don't have to change culture everywhere you go, that's a lot to ask for a young quarterback to do. They're asking Zach Wilson to change culture. They're going to ask Justin Fields to change culture. You know what they're not going to ask Trey Lance to do? Change the culture. Yeah, it's pretty good. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Now, Tua, in a way, kind of had to do that down in Miami a little bit. Yeah. But that was starting to turn already even before him. Uh, so these guys are just tasked with, with, with heavier jobs, uh, some more than others. And do you have the broad enough shoulders? And are you talented enough to do it? The bottom line is, if Mac Jones was here in Jacksonville, I'm not sure he would be as successful in his entire career last year, this year, as is as he is up in in New England. 100. And, and you can even add one more um, element of that is that'd be really tough in your hometown to have to try to turn it around. No so, but in Chicago, I would feel the same. Mac Jones would not be as good of a situation, as good of a player, and on the way to as good of a career, actually. Uh, the bottom line is, I still think Justin Fields is probably a better quarterback than Mac Jones. I think Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock on Mac Jones. Uh, but there's a really good chance. Let's try to avoid it, the negative karma around here. But let's say it about Justin Fields. There's a very good chance that Mac Jones has a longer and better career than Justin Fields, even though I don't really think he's a, as good of a quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. The Bears. Like that happens. The Bears are not really in a great position to one protect him or one let him succeed. Mac Jones has both protection and is in a position to succeed. And by the way, if you are going to succeed, like you don't just get lucky and fall in a situation and that's the end of the story. You got to work your butt off. You've got to be a talented player. Like I think Mac's a good player. I've said that since before last year's draft. I think Mac's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL, and I didn't know he was going to New England at the time. Mm-hmm. So I believe. He is a late bloomer that's really um, 
just come into his own at the right time. And I think he's he's really good. And it's exacerbated by the fact that he's in a pretty damn good situation. What a word. Now, both him and yeah, – that's a, that's a good Scrabble word right there, exacerbated. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other part of this is I say this about Mahomes, right? Mahomes going to – I think it will come at a good time because he'll be like in year seven. And I'm just predicting. He'll be year seven when Andy Reid says, okay, I'm done. Right, And then he has to transition out of Andy Reid into somebody different that might not work, but you still have to be an elite player. Well, you're seven in the league. If you're going to be an elite player, you're an elite player. Mm-hmm. Right? But Tom Brady was an elite player by year seven, <laughs> is my point. Yeah. And so at some point, Mac Jones is going to have to do the same. And he will benefit if Belichick's around for at least another, like, three years. Four years, even. Yeah. The longer Belichick stays, he'll benefit as a quarterback because the continuity will be the same, and he'll have a chance to grow as himself as a quarterback in the NFL and all that entails. And then now you're look, looking at year six in the NFL without Belichick. He's more. He's got a chance now to make that transition at a high higher success rate than if Belichick leaves after this year. So there's so many elements that go into this, and uh, along the way, it's probably a little bit of luck. Uh, as well, and uh, that's what Trevor needs around here in Jacksonville. Yeah. Hey, do you see the big uh, uh, big story today is about Leonard Fournette? It's a really big story. Very large. Yeah, 260 pounds, Lenny? Lenny been grubbing, bro. I'm not mad at him for eating, but yeah. Now, listen, Fournette's interest, right? There's a lot of things to love about Fournette and playoff Lenny and all that stuff, and Fournette is not afraid to say that, listen, he 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 has trouble with his weight sometimes going into the like coming into the off season and getting ready for the season and but then he figures it out like i don't think he's been shy about that topic uh he's he's been forthcoming with that mm-hmm. um to a degree i don't think he's talking about like Jerome Bettis kind of weight yeah my man's a bus <laughs> i mean and i guess he's not on tom brady's diet no, doesn't sound like it. No avocado ice cream, more like chocolate or vanilla. Or avocado, that's not right. What is it? It is avocado stuff, yeah. Is it? Okay. It's like avocado ice cream or something. Him and Tebow do the, like, the same thing. Disgusting. But anyway, uh, the point of the story is Lenny was at Culver's while Brady was at Whole Foods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and by the way, go get that Heath Bar concrete mixer at Culver's, Lenny. Go get it. Yo. I love it. Amanda got one yesterday, bro. That's weird that you say that. You got the Heath bar? Yeah, bro. Heath is gross, too. Oh, Heath bar is awesome. Nah, she, best, she got the best Heath. one. Blizzard at Dairy Queen. Concrete mixer at, at Culver's, baby. Nah, she got the Heath. She said, you want to buy it? I said, sure. I was like, what is this? She's like, Heath. I was like, what is wrong with you? Here's the thing. I I think we saw a lot of maturity out of Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years. And I think a lot of that had to do with the expectations and the, the – this is where I see – I see a guy like Leonard Fournette and his transformation over the last couple of years. And I, I don't think Brady gets credit enough for this kind of stuff. Like, I think that's a direct Brady influence. I'm playing with the greatest of all time. He has a, a standard, and I want to meet that standard. And I've got to meet that standard. If I'm going to be here, he's going to trust me. And so I think that's why. Uh, whether it's a little bit subconscious, whether it was just a, uh, an age thing of maturity, whether it was now or never because he had been cut by the, the Jags. Fournette figured it out. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me is with, like, one year potentially left for Brady and a, hey, let's go get it again and win this whole thing, 
I find it interesting that a guy like Fournette is in this bad of shape. It's surprising. Yeah, there's no doubt about it because I think, to your point, since hooking up with Brady, he's matured and he's been actually really good for them. So, yeah, it is surprising that you have a guy like Brady who we think is coming back for one more run and Lenny's like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm pushing 260 at the moment. But, may, listen, that's what training camp's for. Maybe not, but he's definitely going to lose some weight. It's hot in Tampa. I don't know if you know, Brent's hot there. He's going to be listen, running. You said this. You just said something. That's what training camp's for. Training camp used to be for getting in shape. Now, you're not allowed as an athlete at any level, really. But you're not allowed as an athlete, especially uh, in the NFL, to go get fat. It's unfair. And you can't. Like, yeah. that's a, like, that does not look good. And and the, apparently the Bucks po- coaches are not happy about it. Yeah, they're not. But so, like, you can't just let yourself go to that degree. Now, if you got eight pounds to shed or something like that, that's okay. Like, th- that's – I think there are guys they manage like that. Um, but this looks – I mean, what does is, what is Fournette usually play at? Like 234 or something? Yeah, they said it's like 30 pounds over what they 30 expected. pounds, man. Yeah. By the way, like, if you go lose 30 pounds, tomorrow, you probably feel really good if you lose 30 pounds. But, like, are you – is that healthy over the next month to lose 30 pounds, be great physical shape, building muscle, all this other stuff that you're supposed to do as, like, a pro athlete? I don't know. But it doesn't seem like it's a great idea. Yeah, probably not. Maybe he was sick of Brady throwing it when they're on the goal line. He's like, listen, <laughs> I gained the weight. Give me the football at the one. He just wants to play fullback. He just wants to play fullback. You know what I'm saying? He's saying catching passes. Just put me in at fullback. I'll have 18 carries for 16 touchdowns. We'll call it a day. I I will. Do the Do you think the uh, the Bucks have a? You know they bring them back, uh-huh. and I, I would think seeing this news or seeing them report all those kind of things that's got to be highly disappointing. Um, probably, probably r- rightfully so, right? And again, I think Fournette will get himself back into shape. I I think he once he sees the squirrely eyes from everybody and this story becomes a story, which it is becoming a story. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. It's not good when everybody finds out you're 30 pounds overweight on, like, July 19th or 18th, and it's not a heck of a lot going on. Yeah, bad day, right? Very bad planning to be fat. You got to know when to be fat, and today was not the day. I always said, if you're going to have some kind of negative thing, like, don't do it when there's nothing going on. Like, if you want a negative thing, you're going to get arrested, you're going to gain 30 pounds and be out of shape. I want to do it, like, during Super Bowl week when that's all anybody wants to talk about and you become like a footnote I'll do instead one better. of a headline. Do it during the Super Bowl. No one will have any clue for three <laughs> days. At a, you will be bailed out or skinnier or whatever by the time that anybody even realized it happened, but not on July 18th when there's nothing going on until 8 p.m. Uh, I got some. How about this? Do you think uh, will Leonard Fournette survive the season with the Bucks? Yeah. I feel so confident. Think, so you got confidence in him to go, obviously, shed the weight, you know, play yeah. well, do all the things, be in the good graces of the team, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Yeah, he's been good. I think if he can just get in shape, which I believe that he will, they're going to keep giving him the ball because he was good for them last year, and they don't really have any other backs that can do what he does. Last year they had, like, Giovanni Bernard, who's not going to run between the tackles, and then Keyshawn Vaughn maybe a little bit. But I think they still need him, and he's a valuable part of their team. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, that's uh, a little Fournette and Mac Jones talk a uh, week before uh, training camp 2022, at least for the Jaguars. going to be a lot of Jaguars talk later in the week. Probably do a lot more Jags talk. Uh, we celebrate the Jacksonville University Dolphins a little bit.
tomorrow uh, today. Tomorrow is uh, baseball celebration. We've got a bunch of guests lined up and working on a few more. In fact, uh, we've got Action Sports Shacks OT coming up at 6 o'clock. Jumbo Shrimp are off here on a Monday. Actually, Jumbo Shrimp are off now for what they get, Friday. Like a four-day break? Yep, they're off till yeah. Friday. That's kind of neat. Like, everybody did the break. I'm not sure. I don't remember that. Is that new? It's new. Yeah. For everybody, yeah, it's new. Everybody did the break at the same time, which I kind of well, – hey, it really helps when we're trying to line up a show that has minor leaguers and other things. That means they're not taking BP. Amen, brother. You know they're what I'm saying? They're all off. They might like, have they already got nowhere to hide. Though, you know? They got nowhere to hide from us. They're going to try. They're going to try. When they see Brett Martineau pop tried. up on their phone, they're like, hey, bro, I'm busy. Airplane yeah, a couple mode. of them tried. But they were cool. Some were accommodating. I, by the way, I do – this is a long season in Major League Baseball. If you're a big leaguer and you don't want to talk to us tomorrow, I get it. Yeah. Like, you get, like, three days off. Not even. By the time, like, I don't even know if today counts as a day for them. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. So. Three days off and old Brett Martineau's texting your phone the minute you're on vacation. <laughs> hey! Hey! We need you on the show! You've been off for 45 seconds. Can you call the phone? I, by the way, my success rate with the big leaguers so far is pretty good. We're going to get Austin Hayes, it looks like, tomorrow. Uh, Justin Lawrence pitched for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, we do have a couple guys that are going away. And, and going to be, like, out of pocket. And, again, which I don't I don't mind. I get it. So uh, we'll have more on that tomorrow in our baseball celebration. A little more. I'll give you the odds of the home run derby. Promise to do that next. I need when we come back, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. This can't come together in a hurry. You know, the, the Major League trade, trade deadline's up at the end of the month. I, I cannot see a trade for a guy like Juan Soto coming together in two weeks. I mean, this deserves a full auction. It deserves to hear, you know, everybody kind of bid the thing up a little bit. If I'm the Washington Nationals, I'm in no hurry to make this happen. I mean, this could carry over to the offseason. They control them until after the 2024 season, so they could take this into next year's trade deadline. I'm skeptical that anything's going to happen right away just because he's such a huge name. And uh, you, you need a proper auction for a guy like that. I don't know who that was, but it was a good take. David Cohn. That was David Cohn? David Cohn. I tell you, my David Cohn, okay, um, if I say, if you say David Cohn, I say one of the nicest athletes I've ever met. It's funny you say that because um, I can concur. Yeah, oh, I think we've talked about this before because you've been autograph seeking. I've gotten David Cohn's autograph a number of times. Number of times. Good guy. Now, here's what I'll tell you about David Cohn, though, right? All right. So, you got a book of cards, right? You got four on a page. Three of them are up and down. Okay? What is that? Vertical? Brent? Uh, up and down. Up and down is vertical, yes. yes. Okay, so you got one horizontal. So, one card on the page is obviously different than the others. David Cohn, listen, he's going to hit all four cards. I appreciate it. But flip the book because I have multiple horizontal David Cohn signed vertical because he didn't flip it. But that's okay. Listen, and that you. matters, by the way. It, I mean, it, you know, it looks kind of funny, but listen, if you're going to hit all four cards, appreciate you, David Cohn. But yeah, good guy for sure, no doubt. Yeah, David Cohn's a good guy. Uh, you know, I kind of feel like you know this memorabilia stuff. Like, are there podcasts out on that? I don't know. Probably, I would guess like, there's a podcast do one. I'd I be could. kind of interested. Maybe you should just start a show on your own, just on like. You go through your experiences, like, hey, I went and hung out at the shrimp today, and uh, so and so uh, from the other team in Norfolk was, he was a jerk. Yeah. So here's they just sell people down the river. Now here's the thing, I've always thought about that, and I will tell you, one of my when before I started like talking on the mic, I always thought 
what would be an awesome like interview question for like high like there's a couple specific athletes the only one I'll name is Justin Verlander and like I always want to ask him like why do you hate it so much yeah Verlander. like if you're worried yeah, about it's people like you think about it too much if yeah. you're worried about people like selling it right you are worth like 500 million dollars why do you yeah. care yeah good for everybody right yeah like they're not everybody but like Verlander's one that I'd want to ask like I would say Verlander well, that's my point. Like, if I was as big as Verlander, I'd be like, ah, good for these guys. They go make a living, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, they're not going to get rich off it, but good for them. Right. Like, that'd be, I think that'd be my approach. Like, I think that, that's the way I would think about it. Rather than be like, I can't believe they're jumping ahead of kids and doing all this stuff, right? Because that's the way a lot of them think. Yeah. But I also just don't know if I'd consume a lot of my headspace. Just, like, sign when you can sign. And that's it. I wonder about this a lot. If I ever made it to the big leagues, would I be a jerk or would I be a good guy? And, like, I say that everybody starts with, yeah, of course you want to be a good guy. Kid comes up to you, blah, blah, blah. You want to get autograph. And, well, that's great. What that's if great Casey, on day one. You know? That's great on day 10. That's great on day 161. But five years in, you know, on a hot summer day in July, and I'm in a hill for 15 slump. You're not touching. Yeah. Is Brent still going to be a nice guy? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, they're going to go from like, calling you two per Martino to something else that I can't say on the radio. You know? <laughs> and, but, like, why do I care? Like, I don't care if Casey likes me at that time. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, like, I do understand where some of it comes from. But at the same time, you just hope that everybody would be really cool about it. Yeah. And, I, like, I like, so you've told us some stories in the past. Uh, well, you told us about, um, oh, boy. Uh, not Rizzo, but, uh, Brian. Brian. Yeah. You said, like, when he plays, he'll sign, like, down the line, usually, like, 15 mm-hmm. minutes before the game. That is a usual so, thing for him, yeah. Well, that and that's a smart play by him because it becomes part of your routine. Yeah. And you're also, like, making people happy. And you you can be like, listen, I do this every day. Yeah. Like, and I know I can't get everybody, but I can't get everybody, but I do this every day. And, he, yeah, he is, he's one of those guys where, like, you know their routines. So, like, you see him outside, right? Chris, you do it? No, I'll do it inside. But you believe him because he does it every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's cool. But, again, I, I just wish I could go back and be better and be an outfielder and get picked because I would have the greatest idea of all time. I'd be With legendary the yeah. at the baseball. So, I mean, somebody do this. Somebody that just got drafted, do this. Are we talking to anybody who's an outfielder that just got drafted? Jordan Taylor from St. John's Country Day. If he gets drafted, I don't know if he's been drafted yet. I'm telling you, do this. Be a rock star. I got to text his dad. I'll tell him. But he's got to get drafted for, I think he should be drafted the next day or so. But uh, Why don't you let him in makes... on mobile oil change, too, and see how he feels about that one? Now, this one's better. This, this one, one is a lot better than mobile oil change. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. outfield is better than mobile oil change. The outfield is which, but, ingenious. Which is interesting you've named it mobile oil changes because there's a thing called mobile oil that's been pretty damn successful. True. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, mobile right. oil change, though. Back to the question I really want to ask. Uh, this just in from the Red Sox, by the way. Chris Sale underwent an open reduction and in internal fixation what? of a left fifth finger proximal phalanx fracture today. What? What is that? They Are opened his hand? Red Sox? The procedure was performed by Dr. Matthew Liebman at the Newton Wellesley Outpatient Surgery Center in Wellesley, Mass. I don't... What does that mean? Uh, he had surgery on his pinky. Oh. 
I mean, why would you tweet? Why would you tweet this, Red That's Sox? That's a lot of words. It's enough yeah. of a your disaster so far the last couple of weeks. Chris Sale can't stay healthy. You haven't won a series against the AL East all year, which is the first time that's ever happened in franchise history for the Red Sox going into the All-Star break. And now they're tweeting yeah, like like a kid from Harvard just tweeted this. Chris Sale underwent an open reduction in internal fixation of a left fifth finger proximal phalanx or phalanx fracture today. You guys are idiots. First comment under it. Can you use normal words, please? Yeah. yeah, that is so stupid. Just tell us your pinky hurt. So, like, I see, like, I'm tired he, of sale, too. Is he hurt? Like, bad? Yeah, did you see it? Yeah, the line drive went off his So, is he done? Like, the other way. He's done, yeah. Oh. Well, I don't really care. He's, got, he's in his own head anyway, though. Go read his quotes from yesterday. And he's like, it's bleep after bleep after bleep. He's like the poor me victim guy yeah. right now. It's like, dude, whatever. It happens in sports. You know what I'm more mad about? You took $100 million and probably Mookie Betts had to leave because of it. That is true. Hey, so real, anyway, real quick, is your car on fire or is it raining? It's uh, raining. Okay. Well, we're a, it was a rough patch in the road. Okay. It sounds like potentially open flame, but I'll go with rain. Oh, okay. It's is not it loud, loud back there? No, no, no. It's not loud. It's just oh, okay. like my earphones don't work, so I have them turned up to 100. I bet the people on the radio can't even hear it. Yeah, I guess, yeah. It is raining, too, though, uh, but not hard enough to make. I think the... Uh, Okay, here's the question. Some at our, at our uh, again, I, I steal all these ideas from like 16, 17 year old kids. But this was at the table yesterday, some table we were at. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge or Juan Soto? Juan Soto. If you're the Yankees. Oh, uh, Aaron Judge. If I'm the Yankees, I'm keeping him. Really? I'm keeping him. Yeah. If I'm the Yankees, if I'm every here's other team, Juan Soto. Here's the deal. You know why you said that though? But this is why you're wrong. Okay. When you say, like, Aaron Judge. Because from a, I think, from a superstar f- standpoint, Aaron Judge all day. Mm-hmm. I think from a metric standpoint, a winning baseball standpoint, a winning World Series standpoint, I think the reason you just said Soto for every other team is because of that. I think he helps you win the big one faster and more often than, than Aaron Judge does. But I can't refute that he's a he's a he's a he's more of a star than Soto. Yes. Like I think. I, I just say I don't see Soto doesn't drip superstar to me. No. Well I mean I Judge Judge is freaking not human, you know? Yeah. I mean I think just in terms of the Yankees you keep your own, you make you look good. And Judge is going to cost you significantly less than Juan Soto is. Also, keep that in mind. Judge is older, much older than Soto. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, Soto's. What's, how old is Soto? 23 still? 22? I mean, something like that. He's winning the World Series at like 20 or something. Yeah, he's younger, nah, than, he's younger than dudes that played in the Futures game on yesterday. That is nuts. Yes. That is kind of crazy. And he turned down $455 million. Yeah, and does, the way he turned that down, doesn't that basically just say, I, I don't want to play here? Yes, 100%. I would yeah, say, yeah, I, mean, I don't think, think he's, he's not going to get more, I don't think. Well, he might get a touch more, but if you're well, going to yeah. get a touch more, then just negotiate with the Nationals and get exactly. a touch more. Mm. He just doesn't, he don't want to be there. 
Yeah. Like he doesn't see. Like I'll tell you, I will say this: these long contracts in baseball, which I'm sure you can, you know, you can always trade and all this stuff. But like, I get the long deals everybody's doing now. But if I'm a player, I'm not sure I love that as much. Like if you ask me right now to sign with Cox Media Group for 15 years, I'm like, no. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, because I don't know what the landscape looks like in I eight know. years. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you should follow. Okay, all right. Let me let me speak before I you, you judge me here. You should follow what Trevor Bauer did in terms of negotiating a contract, not what he did off the field, because yeah, he you. had a deal for like three years and it was like thirty five pop a year, and then you can get out of it in three years. So you get the big yeah, money. I agree. And you get to get out of it. Because if Juan Soto signs a 15-year deal, he's going to play for four different teams. Exactly. You're going to get traded a bunch of times. And then, by the way, when you get traded, you don't control everything. And it's kind of disrupting in your life. So just control it every, like, five years. Whatever you want to put on it. This is what happens in the NFL now. I think a lot of people have been have smartened up. They kind of take uh, – it's not necessarily the Calais Campbell path. But if you look at Calais, he signed three – well, he signed his rookie deal, but then he signed a big deal, and then he signed another big deal. Mm-hmm. So he got three contracts. Like, that's the way to do it. I, I believe that's what Jan was trying to do. He was 24. They wanted to sign, like, a three-year deal, I think. So then he could be a free agent again at 27, right in his prime. You're betting on yourself a little bit. A little scarier in football, too, because it's not guaranteed money. Yeah. So I'd probably be more willing to take a longer-term deal in, in football. But in baseball, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, listen. I mean, what the hell's the difference if I got four hundred and forty million or if I've got one hundred and fifty million? Yeah, that's my thing. Like, if Don't I'm do the math for me, if I'm Soto, I'm signing the deal and then I'm like, trade me, because I'm getting paid either way at this point, you know. And whoever's yeah. trading well, for you knows they have to pay you anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I just thought, just say uh, it's obvious that that he doesn't want to be there for the long term. But I don't know if I blame him for not wanting to sign a fifteen-year deal. I think. The longer-term deals in baseball seem kind of ridiculous to me. I don't yeah. get it. And they don't work out well from a player's perspective. often. Like, look at the pool holes. All right, didn't here, work. Here, here's the odds. Uh, Pete Alonso, he's not going to win a third straight. Like, he's the favorite, but he's not going to win. Home run derby. Correct. Schwarber's second. That's pretty wild, isn't it? No, he hits bombs. Like, he might run out of gas. Yeah, but he might run out of gas. But you got it's an endurance race, too. Yeah, that's true. He feels like he's not, like, the most in shape big guy. Like, Pete Alonso's a big guy, but kind of, like, knows how to wear it. Yeah, I don't think Schwarber will Schwarber! Uh, Soto could nope. certainly do it. He could hit him all day, I think. Swings too long. Julio Rodriguez, kind of the talk of the, the town these days. Mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna Jr.? Mm-hmm. Too long. Nah, I don't think so. Corey Seager? Yeah. I do like Seager. You're such a throwback guy for me, man. Short swing, compact, not yeah. going to get wore out, knows how to hit him in Dodger Stadium. I like Corey Seager. I kind of like Seager. I like the hometown win here. Yeah. I also like Jose not Ramirez. Not sexy though. for baseball, though. No. Jose Ramirez is good. Pujols is in there. Not a chance. They might bring a cane out for him. Yeah, they might. He's old. Longest home run at Dodger Stadium, 491 and a half feet, over under. Over. You got Schwarber in it. Schwarber hits tanks now. He might not hit a lot of them. 91 feet? I'm saying we don't get to that. Over. I'm going to take the under. Over. Smash it. Somebody give me the weather forecast in L.A. today. We're going to see how it's flying out of there. Call Burrish. All I don't right. do weather. Uh, 
Boy, you can bet on everything in this home run derby. Holy cats. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Don't forget, uh, Action Sports Shacks on T coming up at 6 with Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton. You know, certainly Notre Dame still is, you know, a, a coveted, you know, uh, university in terms of, you know, what conference would want them. Um, you know, Jack Swarbrick knows what he's doing. He's got his his ear to the ground. They're, they're going to land into a good position no matter what they do, whether they stay independent or whether they go into the, you know, one of the other conferences. You know, Notre Dame can, can carry itself pretty good. Oh, gosh, who is that? I know that voice. Um, yeah, talking about Notre Dame. Was that Brian Kelly? As, yeah, was, was Brian that Brian Kelly? Kelly? Yeah, he just didn't put the accent on. Uh, SEC media days, uh, I guess, are uh, happening. That's what they say. Someday they'll cancel media. Someday they'll cancel media days. Wasn't today. No. You don't like media days. I. I think it's uh, especially in today's day and age. Yeah, you don't need it. I just feel like the the I feel like the conference media days are kind of. I don't know. They just I mean, you can get everything on an FTP site or a Zoom call or a downloadable link or uh whatever. I mean, you I unless you're just going to go give me a bunch of one-on-ones and I'm not even sure that matters. They don't bring the top guys here all the time from a player standpoint. Um I just feels feels like it could be more modernized and done a little bit better, but I think it's college football is so old school and just has like I don't think they'll ever let go of some of those things. Um, so, anyway, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I've been before. Like, it's not bad, but it's not, like, great. Yeah. And I just think, I also just think with, with today's, again, today's day and age, you do Zoom calls galore. And you probably get more guys, more yeah. people. Very true. You know? So, I mean, what's the difference between a Zoom call and a news conference anymore? It's a great call. Nothing, really. I know one's in person. I get it, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, just uh, we're passing uh, Trevor Lawrence's hometown. Really? Of Cartersville. Yeah. You gonna swing by, see your old people so, uh, from the story? I'm sure you got some friends. Yeah, there, man. Right? The people. I love the people. Love the people. Go see the train in the middle of town. Uh, go go eat at a couple places that we frequented. Maybe go see Trevor's hometown in a high school football game when the Jags are in Atlanta in late August, because the uh, Cartersville. Mm-hmm. Purple Canes, I think they're called, hmm. are home. Really? That's convenient. Yeah. So I wonder if Trevor will go. I'm assuming he might, but he, he might not want to either. But it's Wouldn't the fourth they... preseason game. He's not going to play that. Oh, last, it's preseason. Or game. He's not going to play. Yeah, yeah. So oh, like in go. August. The, it's actually probably the first week of the high school season. Although I think Georgia starts a week early, so it might be week two for them. But uh, but anyway, little planning. Uh, I might be, Maybe I'll be doing my show on Friday. August 26th from Cartersville High School, where I've actually done a show from before. I believe that. Maybe so. I'm a regular there. You really are. Uh, yeah, anyway, did you in. see, uh, I don't know when this, when did this happen? Uh, was it Friday I saw it come out? Uh, and I just saw something again. Trevor took the, the boys to the Bahamas to yeah. work out. Yeah, Remember yeah, when yeah. we had asked this? Like, you, you have to, like, that's a big thing now, right? I. This would be like me. I have to take like our crew, not to dinner, not to like let's go uh, go to Top Golf. Now I got to take you boys on vacation. We should do that. Like what a, 
I mean, this got escalated big time for young quarterbacks around the NFL. Yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson's in Idaho. Yeah. Doesn't have any phone service. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is in the Bahamas. And, well and probably you're being judged by everybody on where you take these people. Yeah. And shout out to Trevor for not going to Idaho. Look, I'm trying to tell you, Idaho <laughs> is not the spot. And Milfson took the boys well, listen, to Idaho. If you're in New York all the time, if you're like, you live in New York, right? And, and you're the, the, the Mecca. And Zach's probably like, hey, let's go escape from everybody, and and nobody's around in Idaho, but it's still kind of nice in the summer. You know where I else? You know where else nobody's I'm not at? Hating, Zach. Bora Bora, Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, there's probably other places. Exactly. I I just want to see who's like really creative. Like, who's going to take their offensive uh, skill guys two weeks before camp to like Iceland? That'd be sick. That'd be wild. Be awesome. Yeah. That'd have to be somebody with some judging these quarterbacks. Bank, though. Like, that's a Tom Brady play for and, sure. And by the way, like, is Mahomes off the hook here, or is this just, like, young quarterback thing? Uh, yeah, it's a good call. Where does Mahomes take the boys? I don't think anywhere. I feel like we never see like, that I don't think. I don't feel like the veterans, I don't think the veterans are taking their guys anywhere. They really should. They need to. Bora Bora. Heard it's a lot nice, of pressure though. on these young cats. It really is. Probably. A lot of pressure. It was JU Dolphin Day here on ESPN 690. Good to talk to Coach Mincy about the basketball program. Casey did that. Talk to Tara Singleton, new uh, JU women's lacrosse coach. Good luck to her as she takes over for Minnie McCord. And uh, talk more JU Dolphins, of course, throughout the uh, year, including tomorrow when we have our baseball celebration and we'll have guys like Austin Hayes on the show mm-hmm. who went to JU. So the Dolphin Day kind of continues and rolls into uh, Tuesday of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Now, we're a little bit selfish, but Casey's like this, too. Casey's looking forward to the show tomorrow. I am. And he doesn't have to worry about his car in the parking lot and battery change and people breaking into it or anything like that. I think he's going to be able to drive his car home, and he's going to be really happy about tomorrow's show. He's a baseball guy. Yep. And so if you like local baseball, you didn't know some about local baseball, hopefully we'll teach you a bit tomorrow about uh, some of the folks that are products of the 904 and have impacted uh, the sport of baseball at the highest of levels. Yes, Baseball sir. celebration day along with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp tomorrow on Major League Baseball Pulse. And we're going to have an action for Shaq's OC, and uh, we'll do it again. You get the idea, folks. We lost Brent. He's in the mountains. OT coming up next. We'll be with you in just a second. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. We'll be right back.